0: Napa Know how. Now at Napa Auto Parts Stores and Napa Auto Care Centers, get a $20 prepaid Visa gift card when you buy oil, air, and cabin air filters. Because let's be honest, you probably don't remember the last time you changed them. So buy all three filters at your local Napa and get 20 bucks back. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. NAPA Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts Stores and Napa Auto Care Centers, limit two prepaid cards per household while supplies last. Offer ends 103119. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. USA! 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 USA!
1: USA! USA! Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. And welcome to Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast. I'm Jake Watroba, and joining me today is Armand Kafai and Joseph Lowry of The Athletic. On today's show, we talk a little MLS and discuss whether the Philadelphia Union are Eastern Conference contenders, is there reasons for concern for LAFC, and are Minnesota United and Real Salt Lake capable of causing noise in the Western Conference playoffs. You can follow the show on Twitter, at UncSamSoccerPod. We always enjoy your feedback and comments, so continue to send them in. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's get to today's show. (music) Fellas, what's going on? We're going to do a little MLS talk today.
2: Oh, you know I love that. You know
1: I love that. We, we I, lo- gotta, I love some MLS stuff. You you are the biggest MLS fanboy on the show, man. I'm so not I'm not I'm not I am Actually, not. Steven, I, Steven has really become the MLS fanboy of the he three of the us. Reds. He, he watches the Reds. He watches the Reds. And then he'll 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 text us about teams that aren't the Reds and it's like, "Wow." Steven's really really taken MLS. MLS. He braces it now. Yeah. yeah, before I used to get stupid text about Arsenal signing a player or why you and I am to manage them to third place instead of fourth place or something to that effect. But now I'm and now, now it's messy to enter Milan.
0: Oh my God. Inter Miami, Inter Miami. Right. Right. Well, in my mind, as long as Steven's not talking about the Patriots, that's a win for all of us. So I, th- oh. I, think, that's a, I think that's a win.
1: I, here's the thing. I did not think Joseph Lowry would hit our Patriots quota for the episode. And I'm I'm surprised here. I am shocked. I am, I, am, I am very shocked.
2: Uh, I'm almost as shocked as uh, Joseph Lowry was last night, seeing a fan throw beer at players.
0: You want to tell player a little experience uh, on Sunday?
2: Sure. Or Saturday,
0: yeah. you know, Saturday and Sunday. I was it was an all nighter, baby. Um, yeah, I was out at the Phoenix Rising game and uh, had some um, had some fans throw uh, beers on the field. They had to call the game about ten ish, ten fifteen minutes early. Um, we, you know, several of us in the media just kind of waited in the press box until around midnight for them to tell us, you know, whether the result was going to stand or not, or, or what the sanctions were going to be. So it was, it was a wild time, everybody.
2: There, there you have it. Yeah, and by the way, guys, just want to let you know, Phoenix Rising are the hottest team in American soccer with what twenty wins in a row,
0: 20 straight wins.
2: That's 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 insane. I, and the great thing is, Jake, we'll see them in MLS next year when they get
1: promoted, right? Armand, you're getting the ProRail for USA guys going by saying stuff like that. You're getting tinfoil hey, any, Ted going. Anything
2: for tinfoil Ted,
1: <laughs> you're a big Ben Fast guy, aren't you? A
2: oh, huge Ben Fast guy, yeah. If you haven't <laughs> <you ever> know, <laughs> uh, I, I love I love how he connected <laughs> ProRail USA with Donald Trump at one point. But you know, we we you
1: that's, know. Hey, when you're you know wearing tin, when you wear tinfoil hats, that's you, you got to connect dots that shouldn't be connected. So, but. Listeners, we got a packed show for you today. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Union LAFC 1 1 draw. Number one in the West versus number two in the East. We also are going to take a look at Minnesota United beating RSL 3 1 on Sunday night. But first, before we jump into all of that, it's time for Armand's written apology to Joseph Lowry about the Philadelphia Union. Armand, what do you have to say to Joseph?
2: Um, I. About the paper. Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Dear Joseph Lowry, a.k.a. at Joe and Cleats on Twitter, uh, I am so sorry for laughing and saying that the Philadelphia Union would be a fake one seed. Uh, I genuinely did not believe they would be this good. But here I am sitting here sweating really badly right now upstairs. And I, they are for real. I'm sorry, Joseph. They are not a fake one seed. They are not a fake two seed. They are not a fake three seed seed. They are a good seed. So, th- there's my written apology at Joe and Cleats.
0: That was go, beautiful. Go, that was, go, that was go, lovely. go
2: Phoenix rise. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was wrong. The the Union are honestly superb to watch. I've watched them the last couple of weeks, and it's it, it shocked me, to be honest with you. It, it really has shocked me. Uh, the atmosphere at Town Energy Stadium has been fantastic. The players seem to thrive off that. That. Aronson has been great. Chibulco has been great. Sergio Santos has been great. We could go down the list of just how good have they been. And it's just – it's so fascinating to me watching the standings. And it's like, okay, maybe maybe I don't want to play the Philadelphia Union, especially at Town Energy. Maybe maybe I don't. I mean, Joseph, you're right, man. You, you were on the hype train before. They were
0: cool. So you're the hipster. Oh, that's that's everything I wanted to be. Thank you. Um, but, no, I, I completely agree. I think I still – uh, I you know it's narcissistic as it sounds. I think I still agree with kind of what I said at the beginning of the year. They're flexible in a lot of ways that n- not a lot of other MLS teams are. Uh, they have some depth at a lot mm-hmm. of key spots. Uh, you know, They have good center back depth, good forward depth, decent midfield depth. Like they have, they have the pieces to be just a real pain to play against. And I think you look at them, you look at, so you look at Philly, you look at NYCFC and you look at Atlanta United in the Eastern Conference, I, I think you can realistically see sort of any one of those teams making a real run and, and, and winning the Eastern Conference uh, Championship and facing off with LAFC in the West for the MLS Cup. So I, it's it's going to be a, an interesting playoff race at the top of the Eastern Conference to see kind of how the seeding ends up. But yeah, I think Philly are, are just as legit now as they were at the beginning of the year.
1: Now, guys, two weeks ago, we asked each other if, the win against Atlanta was a statement win for the Union. And all three of us, not you, Joseph, Stephen Jotteran, we all said, let's pump the brakes a little bit. It's just one win. Atlanta wasn't at full strength. They had played, that was their eighth game in the month of August. The Union had only played five. Tired legs for Atlanta. You know, we were making excuses for Atlanta. We were, you know, trying to, you know, trying to, trying to just calm down Union fans a little bit. You know, we we're just trying to knock them down a peg or two. Like, let's not get too high here. You know, good win, but, you know, Calm down a little bit, but now that they've drawn league leaders at home in LAFC 1-1, I think my perception has been changed of the Union. And this this was a it was all be a draw. I think this was a massive result. And Jim Curtin, manager of Philadelphia Union, agreed. Here is his post game comments: With their best eleven players in the field, which they had tonight, they've embarrassed teams. I feel better passing that test than the Atlanta win because that's a team that can put six goals in if you're not on your game like we were tonight. And I thought Philly wasn't the game uh, was on their game. And the the the, the couple of matches I, I've watched them recently, you know, they, they beat the Eastern Conference favorites Atlanta. Now you maybe maybe you want to throw NYCFC in there as well as Eastern Conference favorites, but. For for my money, it's Atlanta. They have just drawn the what looks to be the best team in league history, uh, or they're at least they're on pace to be that. And I think that this team can play with anyone. They got Casper Shabutko up top, the guy scoring left and right. Their back line defending looks great. Andre Blake was the, was my man of the match on Saturday night making three saves, three big saves, too. I I thought LAFC had a lot of good chances to win that game, and I thought Andre Blake did a great job of denying LAFC any opportunity to, to steal three points away. And, Armand, you've kind of issued your apology to Joseph here, but should the Union be taken seriously as Eastern Conference contenders? Yes, I think you kind of have to be. I mean, you look at
2: what they've done. You look at, you know, I mean, they're currently, what, five points back of NYCFC with four games to go. They play NYCFC, guys, let's not forget, on decision day, which could be critical to see who gets that first round bye or, you know, one of those top seeds. They have to be taken seriously because what they're doing right now, it's not like – maybe if it was like, okay, it was an early start and they kind of slowed down and they're like sitting at where DC is, you know, fifth place – Okay, it's not taken of seriously, but I think they should be taken seriously. These two performances, while at home, they will be at home in the playoffs. And they can, from what it looks like, these are these are important wins, and they show. And it was I was really impressed how they played against the LAFC. I don't know about you guys, but I watched that game, uh, and they they never really seemed to like go down after getting punched in the face. You know, they got punched in the face and just got back up. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, well, here we are. Bella, I mean, obviously he's coming back off his hamstring injury, but it's not like he was, you know, anything amazing uh, that match. And they came on the attack. Brendan Aronson had a great chance. I think the 22nd minute Shabuko was putting on that pressure. I mean, Ilsenio off the bench. I mean, that guy is one of the best substitute superstars subs I think you can have in Major League Soccer right now. Yes, they have to be taken seriously. The Watch the way they play, the way that Jim Curtin has them set up. You know, it and, you know, Let's not forget the the you know the un uh I guess the not so the not so hot guys not the not so sexy guys like Kai Wagner you know a left back came from a German third division arts Tanner brought him in and he's been such a great signing at left back I mean you have Jack Elliott in the center back along with Mark McKenzie we can go down this roster and it's like you have veterans they have I think the right combination of youth and vets in order to compete right they're not too young. Like you might say in FC Dallas, is. And they're not too old, like you know, some other teams across the MLS might be. I think they're just that perfect amount of youth and experience. And I personally think they can compete with anyone. I don't know if they can do it on NYCFC's baseball field. That's why I think you know competing for that uh, home field advantage can be so important for them. But
1: I think they can do it, especially at home. Now, uh, Joseph, before you jump in, I just wanted to just talk about how good senior has been. For the Union, 925 minutes played this season. Five goals and eight assists. He's been a super sub. Every time I've watched the Union play, he comes on, and and it, it's almost like a momentum swing for, for the Union, just how good this guy is. But Joseph, what are your thoughts? Is this team a legit Eastern Conference uh, contender?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I I don't think I've changed my mind on that at all from the beginning of the season. I think the Union are are just as legit now as they ever have been. And they're going to cause, you know, the rest of the Eastern Conference playoff field and potentially, you know, the Western Conference champions some some real problems in the playoffs.
1: I agree. I agree. I think this team can win the East, actually. I'm not going to peg them as the favorites. For my money, I'm still going to say Atlanta is the favorites. But I do believe this team can beat Atlanta and this team can beat NYCFC. Like I said, they have great... the Defending is great. I, I don't think, you know, they're they're no slouch defensively. And going forward with Shibutko, Pico, they got a number of... Ilsenio, Sergio Santos is a good sub off the bench as well. They have guys that can put the ball in the back of the net. And I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for teams once the, the playoffs roll around. But let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk LAFC. Since drawing the galaxy at home on August 25th, LAFC is 0-1-3. And, and Joseph, let's start with you. Any reason for concern if you're an LAFC fan? I think
0: just in the timing of these mixed results, there's you know a little bit of concern. It's not an ideal timeline. You know, just before you're hitting the home stretch of the regular season, right before the playoffs. If we don't see them, you know, get a couple of results, I think that that wears on players and and the coaches mentally a little bit. But just looking at the quality of play we're still seeing on the field, you know, if we look back at that Minnesota loss at home, they still created the vast majority of the chances. It's you know they struggle to break break the final piece of Minnesota's low low block, and and that's understandable. That happens to teams all the time. Um, so I'm not concerned necessarily with the timing. I, don't think is ideal but then again there's never an ideal time to start dropping points you know from a coaching perspective so i'm not concerned particularly about lafc i still think they're the best team in the western conference best team in the league and and one of the best teams of all time but yeah it's not ideal it's not ideal by any stretch of the imagination
2: i mean i was watching uh we're going to talk about this the uh, the rsl minnesota game the only thing i could think of was Damn, LAFC is better than both these teams significantly, and LAFC will be playing at home. And I know it's crazy to think because you know Minnesota beat LAFC and Minnesota was on the road, but I just I I feel like that was always a little bit fluky. And I mean, I look at the rest of you know Vela not being in there, Vela you know just coming back into the lineup. Look, I mean, he's an MVP. He is the MLS MVP this year. If I have a vote, I will vote for him. Like that. That's he's been that good, and. Look, if you if you lose that guy, it it, it kind of sucks, and you have to you know build your way into it. I asked this question. I think I asked it last episode as well. I asked the question, with my buddy, and watching oh, traffic goings. If Vella's hurt, you clinch the number one seed. Okay, you get supporter shield. You'll get the supporter shield, basically. I I mean, at this rate, they will get it. Um, I think. Do you? You have a CCL berth. I mean, why not? Why do you have to? Why do you have to push Vela so much if you don't have to? I think it's one of those things where his team is kind of cruising into the playoffs, which might not be good because you don't want to always cruise the playoffs. You want to have a, a nice win here or there or something like that. But I think they're cruising into the playoffs, and then I think then they're going to kick it back on. But I mean, honestly, I'm not sold in the rest of the Western Conference. I think LAFC is so much better in the rest of the Western Conference that I mean the, these results don't even they don't, they don't even phase me. To be honest with you,
1: Armand, I agree and. If you're an LAFC fan, you would rather have this bad run of form happen end of August, beginning of September, than you would (laughs) beginning of October going into the playoffs. Look, it's a four-game sample size in a 34-game schedule. Small sample size. Do you want to drop games? Do you want to drop points? No. No coach wants that. But again... Novella for three of those four matches, or sorry, two of those four matches, the Minnesota match and the Orlando City match, and I, I don't think there's anything, there's no shame in drawing 1-1 to Philadelphia Union away. I mean, look, the Union are second in the East right now, and we just talked about how all, th- all three of us believe they're an Eastern Conference title contender right now, and look, I, I, I just don't believe there's anything for LEFC fans to be panicking about. This team, like Armand said, when watching RSL and Minnesota United, is damn. These two teams are not nearly as good. They do not. They do not come close to being as good as LAFC. And while Minnesota United did get the win at Bank of California Stadium, like Joseph said, a lot of teams are gonna have problems breaking down that low block that Minnesota United played. For the you know the the duration of that match, so and that's but on the flip side of the coin, that's what a lot of teams are going to be doing once once the playoffs are here is bunkering down and in hoping out, hoping to keep LAFC off the score sheet and subsequently getting a goal themselves and, and 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 you know steal a win at the arguably the toughest place to play in MLS right now. Now this is kind of a dumb question, so I'm going to ask it anyways. Right, but we all know the answer to this. But Vela makes his return this weekend. We all know how important he is to the league and how important of a player he is in general. He's the he's going to be the MVP. But for LAFC, how important is a guy like Carlos Vela?
2: <laughs> I, I okay, I'll, let me let me it's, phrase it's, it this way. Let me phrase it this tough. way.
1: It, is LAFC capable of winning MLS Cup without Carlos Vela? How about that? No.
2: Joseph, I, I don't know how to answer that, but I'd say no. Not even close. I, I think, think
0: yes, but go ahead. Oh. You, you're, you're not going to expand? No, I, I was going to let you finish first. I just had to get that out there. Oh. I mean, my answer is in the results. Yeah, that's fair. I think so. I think from my perspective – what Bob Bradley has built and, and what the front office in LAFC has built is designed to be more than, more than just one player. And we see the impact that Carlos Vela has. And that's undeniable, right? I think the odds of them winning MLS cope go down significantly if he's not, you know, not available to play. But I mean, when your other two wingers are Brian Rodriguez and Diego Rossi, are you seriously going to tell me, you know, I, I just, I can't fathom like the the possibility that they wouldn't, still be technically capable of winning MLS Cup. They might be missing, I mean, they'd be missing their leader and their, and their top goal scorer and their top playmaker. But the guys they have, I mean, Brian Rodriguez is a, is a Uruguayan international. Diego Rossi is a very talented guy who's, who's you know, I don't have any info on this, but is likely to get sold to Europe at some point over the next season, season and a half. So I think they still have the talent with or without Vela. Do the odds go down? Absolutely. Is it, you know, much less likely? Yeah, it's it's not as likely, but I think it's still in ent- Really possible.
1: I agree with Joseph on that. I look, they that team even without Villa, they're stacked. That team is stacked. Like Joseph said, they oh, have they, Diego Rossi is gonna go play in Europe at some point, whether that's yeah. oh, this oh, winter oh, oh, or I whether that's next him. summer or the following winter, he's gonna get sold to Europe. They, Brian Rodriguez ripped the US apart last week in the one-one draw. He, he he showed that he can be problems. I, I just think that. You can't sit here and just say Carlos Vela is the only cog that makes LAFC go. They they are stacked with talent. They are stacked with talent. Now, I'm not trying to...